Jake, and this is your morning moment for Monday morning. Today, we are going to be talking about probably one of the most famous parables that Jesus gave. And we're actually going to be skipping ahead a few chapters because I'm trying to wrap up the book of Luke during Holy Week. And to get there, we are going to have to skip over some stuff. But I encourage you all to go back and to read what it is that we're skipping because the book of Luke teaches us so much about Jesus and his teachings. And I don't want you guys to miss out on any of it. But in order to get to the Holy Week story in time for Holy Week, we're going to have to skip over some. So today, we're going to talk about the loving grace of a father. Now, our scripture today comes to us from Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 11, and it is called the parable of the lost son. And I'm sure that we have all heard it. So as I read it, I'm going to stop. I'm going to break it down as we talk about it. Okay, here we go. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. All right, so we're going to stop right there. I know we're just getting started, but we need to talk about this because this was kind of like a slap in the face to the father. He was the, the younger son was pretty much saying, you know what? I, I don't want to be a part of your your estate anymore. I want what is owed to me and I want to go do things on my own. Now, normally this happened at death, but occasionally the father would quote unquote retire and he would divide his estate up and hand it off to his sons. And so the son was entitled to part of the estate, but usually when something like this were to happen, it was initiated by the father. And so the son is basically saying to the father, I, I am trying to, uh, to uh, disregard your authority and I want you to give me what is owed to me right now. But notice the father happily obliged. He just, he did it. There was no quarrel. There was no argument. The father out of his love just said, okay, here you go. So continuing, not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his, to fill his stomach with the foods or with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Remember that in Jewish culture, the pig was an unclean animal, and so this Jewish boy or young man had to resort to living an unclean life with an animal that was considered to be unclean. And when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Okay, so if you guys know anything about Luke chapter 15, this is Jesus telling three different parables. The first one is the parable of the lost sheep, where the shepherd loses a sheep and goes out to find him. The second parable is the parable of the lost coin, where a woman loses a coin, and she searches her house from top to bottom until she finds it. But this one is in a stark contrast. Rather than the person going out and finding, the father 
sat back and waited for the sun to come to him. And he, he sat on the porch day in and day out waiting for him. And then when he saw him off in the distance, he went running, which is kind of, it would have been kind of crazy for the, for the people to think about that were hearing this because men in those days didn't run. It was considered unglorified because they were wearing robes. And when you ran, the robe would be going all over the place. And so they, they, they never ran. They walked wherever they went. But God is, or Jesus is basically saying this father, seeing his son off in the distance, unglorified himself, undignified himself and ran to meet him. The son, or, but the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is a very important parable for all of us to hear. There's three different players here. There's the prodigal son who is basically like all of us. We have all went our own way. We have all gone our separate ways and we've all ignored what God gives to us in one way or another. The second person is the father, and well, that is God, if you were able to put it all together. And the third player is this older brother. And I feel like at one point or another, we are also the older brother. Because the older brother was jealous. He was angry at the fact that the younger brother came home and was given a celebration. I want you to think in, in your life, has there ever been someone that has come to Christianity that you're just like, what, really? Why them? Or maybe there's someone that, that claims to be a Christian and you're, you're skeptical of them. Or you hear somebody talking about Bible verses or anything like that and and you're just like scratching your head going, are you really able to talk like that? You know, in, in this in this version, I'm sure that the people that were listening immediately thought of the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees of the day, when they heard about the older brothers. Because that's pretty much what they did. They thought that they were better. They thought that they were in the service of God. And, and, and they were really upset that Jesus had come to earth and was offering this gift of, of salvation to anybody that was willing to accept it. I'm sure that they were really angry at the fact that Jesus had leveled this playing field that they had spent so long to create in their favor. I hate to say it, but I think that, and I, I, I'm just as much as fault, at fault about it as anyone, that there are times where I'm just like, you know what, God, I do all these things for you. I serve you. I, I, 
and I don't get anything in return. And then suddenly some people come to Christ and it just seems like everything goes their way and it goes, turns up daisies for them. And what we need to remember is that this isn't about what God can do for us. It's about what we can do for God. And in the long run, I mean, let's face it, in, in, in all honesty, if if you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus Christ and you believe that Jesus died on the cross and you believe that he rose again, then let's just be honest. What's in store for us in the end of all of this far outweighs any kind of reward or treasure or pleasure that we can have here on earth. And I think that it is amazing that no matter how far it is that we have strayed from God, no matter how much of our inheritance we have tried to take from God here on earth and go out and squander it and, and live a life that is separate from him. I think it's amazing that no matter what, he's always sitting on the porch waiting. And if, if you're somebody that has happened to just stumble across this video or, or you've been listening to these, this podcast or, or whatever it is, and you're, and you're on the fence and you're like, you know what? I just don't know. And that's okay. If you don't just, if you don't just know yet, but I'm going to tell you right now that God is sitting on the porch and he's watching and he's waiting to see you off in the distance on your way home. And he will, he will come running to you. It's amazing that in the parable of the lost sheep and in the parable of the lost coin, the person that has found it calls together all of their friends and they celebrate together. Because they're so excited and they're so happy that the lost has been found. I can only imagine the party that it gets thrown in heaven every time somebody takes that step and becomes a follower of Jesus Christ. I'd love to be there for it. Maybe one day I will. But I encourage you, I implore you, I, I beg you that if you are on the fence today, go back and just read Luke chapter 15, all three parables. And then just start to think, start to wonder, start to inquire, start to question and get a hold of somebody. I'm available to talk all the time. Get a hold of somebody in your life that you know is a Christian and, and talk to them. Get some answers because God is on the porch and he's waiting to meet you on the road. And all you have to do is just start coming home. Let's pray. Father God, we are so grateful and thankful that you wait for us on that porch. We are so grateful and thankful that we, you celebrate whenever we do come home. And Father God, it is, it's easy for us to fall into the frame of mind of the older brother. and It's easy for us to, to wonder, where is our reward? But Father, our reward here on earth is nothing compared to what our reward in heaven is going to be. And we just need to remember that. Father, we pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus, who made it possible for us to come home. Amen. All right, everybody. I hope you guys have a great day. Tomorrow is episode number two of the Mission 4110 podcast. I hope you guys all check it out. Keep alert. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong and let all that you do be done in love.
Until Wednesday, take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's Morning Moment. It is my hope that today's devotional has inspired you. And if it has, can you do me a favor and share it? And then just take a few minutes and rate the podcast as well. These two things will help me immensely to reach more people and to help them to experience the gospel of Jesus Christ like never before. Also, don't forget to subscribe so that you can get the podcast when it releases. If you'd like more Mission 4110, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And once again, thank you for joining us on the Mission 4110 podcast. Take care and God bless. Thank you.